business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Everybody, it is Friday night. It is Hollywood Hangout. I am David Richardson. It is good to see everybody here. Um, I got a great movie tonight for everybody. It is October, so might as well do a few horror movies. I know I always say I'm not a, uh, I'm not a horror fan. There's a few horror movies I actually do like. I actually few a few I do watch. Um, so I'm gonna knock out the ones I like. This month for a couple, at least for two or th- maybe this week and next week. Um, me and Smart want to do a different show on uh, the at the end of the week, at the end of the month. I'm sorry. Um, so we're going to get that done. But the first thing I want to mention is that I will be moving this show to Saturday nights. Uh, Got to tell you, I am just too goddamn tired 
on Fridays after the week. I want to come home. I want to chill. I want to relax. And uh, it's going to be easier for me to do this Saturday nights instead of doing um, doing these on Fridays. It, it'll just be easier. I'll have more time to prepare the shows. And it'll make it a lot easier on me. And I'll get uh, I'll be able to sleep Saturday, wake up, watch the movie, do what I need to do, and then get back here. Like I said, more preparation. So the shows should actually get better if I do them on Saturday. So I'm going to do to go ahead and start doing that starting next week. I'm going to keep this time, though. I like the uh, eight uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to keep this time. Uh, times I may go on a little earlier if I got something to do, maybe a little later if I got something to do. But this time will pretty much be the time I start going on. But I just got to move it to uh, to Saturdays. It's just, it's, I'm just right now getting up at 530 in the morning, five, 50 minutes to work, 15 minutes back. And work has been just ridiculous lately. So I'm going to move this show over to Saturdays right around the same time. Like I said, right around 930 p.m. Eastern time. But um not this week, obviously. This week I'm doing this bad boy right now. I am doing a movie from 1998 called Strangeland, written, directed, and produced by one D. Snyder. That's right, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister, the old band uh, from the 80s. They actually broke up in 1987. The song I was actually playing right here on the intro is actually the song that he got back together with Twisted Sister to do in 1998 for this movie itself. Um, This movie, though, um, I got to tell you, I've kind of always wanted to do this movie. I've actually mentioned it on older shows, and it's definitely one that I want to do. It satisfies uh, a couple of different interests of me. Obviously, I love movies, and I love cop shows. There is not only a movie here, but there is a cop in this movie chasing down the villain in the movie. So it kind of uh, it kind of works out for me. Now, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and uh, knock out some plugs and uh, then I'm going to get into the actors a little bit Then I'm going to get I'm going to get into just a couple of the actors right away that we're going to meet. And then I'm going to wait for a couple of the actors as we go through and uh, and do the movie, so here we go. I'm actually gonna cl- I'm gonna stop the. I've got the soundtrack playing over here. <clears throat> By the way, the soundtrack for this movie is amazing. I actually own it on CD. Yeah, CD. Uh, <laughs> remember those? Because this was 1998 when this movie came out. I actually went and bought the soundtrack. It's a great, great soundtrack. It's got everyone. I mean, it's got Marilyn Manson. It's got uh, like I said, D. Snyder. It's got Seven Dust. It's got Megadeth. Uh, Bile, who I will uh, actually be talking about. Bile, the band Bile, a little later. Uh, every band you can think of. Pantera's in here. A lot of really good bands are in this that system of a down. But there's a lot of really good bands coming out of here. This movie here, Strange Land. So if you haven't heard, I'm not going to get into it like I did the Urban Cowboy soundtrack. But it is a great soundtrack. And uh, you should check it out if you like the uh, the heavy metal, because this movie is definitely a heavy metal movie. Pretty much throughout the movie, there's a lot of heavy metal going on, and uh, it's just a just a just a very very good movie. But like I said, I am going to go ahead real quick, knock out the plugs 
myself, and we will get that going right now. Let me go ahead and play this song. Uh, if you actually watch, I actually owned owned this movie on DVD, uh, DVD. I think I might actually still, to be honest with you. This song is a bonus song on the actual in the on the actual movie, uh, Cold Chamber Loco. It's actually how I found Cold Chamber and the song. So I'm gonna play that behind me a little bit, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and knock out plugs. That means you guys want to be checking out the high marks. That's right. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G Wiz, and you want to be checking them out on the Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right, two T's in Mitt. I'm not stammering. I'm not stuttering. Check them out. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday nights. And, of course, you got Bobby Anthem and the Bobby Blades. They are the Inhumans. They are on the Inhuman Experience, and I want you to check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. Wherever you're getting your podcast from, they're there. Find them. If you don't find them, go look for them. Inhuman experience. Check it out. Of course, you got everything unscripted podcast. It's Eric. It's Doug. It's Daniel. Eric's been joining us on Wednesdays. I think he's coming on back next week, actually. Um, But uh, there you go. Check them out. All the usual podcast platforms and blog talk radio. That leaves us with Stephen Milan. Don't forget to check him out. He is over there reviewing films as I do here, on letterboxdboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Don't forget to put two L's in, in Milan, his last name, Stephen Milan, M-I-L-L-A-N. That's how you spell that. And go over there and show him some love. Like I said, he's over there reviewing movies, which we all love, or you wouldn't be listening. And, of course, do not forget me and Smark right here. Mixler.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes, Wednesday nights, uh, pretty much right around 10, 15 p.m., right after AEW goes off the air. We get a little, you know, we get settled, and we knock that bad boy out. So there you go right there. That's the plugs I got, and I'm going to turn that down. And we are going to go ahead, and like I said, going to get into some actors first. To be honest, this wasn't, I wouldn't exactly call Strange Land from 1998 a high budget film matter of fact i should have looked up what the budget was and if you give me a second i can do that um because i don't (laughs) i got a feeling it wasn't that much let me go ahead and hit wikipedia here it'll go right to it budget for this movie was 1.1 million and the box office was only 713 thousand (laughs) not million thousand Movie did not do very well. I'm not going to sit here and say this was you know, supposed to be some movie that we all gushed over or anything like that. It wasn't. I just happen to like this movie. I'll be honest with you. I really do. Uh, the, the soundtrack is one reason I like it. Uh, if you're wondering if there's an NYPD Blue tie-in, of course there is. Just, just, just don't even. Of course there is. And we'll get to it as we go. Some of the first characters, though, I do want to get into in this movie is D. Snyder himself, once again, formerly of Twisted Sister. Uh, you know, the band that's saying, uh, you know, we're not going to take it. Uh, we've actually, me and Smart, uh, I'm sorry, me and Anthony actually got into Twisted Sister conversation when we were talking about Animal House because the guy who plays Niedemeyer from Animal House is in the I Want to Rock video. So we've talked about Twisted Sister before and D. Snyder. D. Snyder plays two characters in this movie, Captain Howdy 
which would be the villain in this movie. He's a sadistic son of a bitch in this fucking movie. And he also plays the character, which Captain Howdy has a real name, of Carlton Hendricks, who he also plays. In this movie, he said the harder of the characters to play was Carlton Hendricks, and I will get into that as we go through the movie. But I definitely wanted to get into that and just at least tell you he plays two characters in this movie. Now, the other character we see in this movie, pretty much in the beginning, is Kevin Gage. Kevin Gage has actually been in more stuff than you might know. He actually plays a character in this movie called Mike Gage. So we got to keep his last name, which is pretty cool, obviously. Uh, but he, I mean, he's, he was in Heat. He was Wayne Grow. Uh, he was in Blow. He's been in Con Air, G.I. Jane. This guy is, I mean, he's got 68 credits. He's been in a lot of movie, but a lot of movies. But Heat is probably the main movie I remember him from. Uh, again, he was Wayne Grow. That was the guy that uh, kind of snitched on them. And they and uh, De Niro ended up killing in the end of that movie. So great movie right there, by the way. Heat. I'll get to that. I promise you I will. But he's done a ton of things from Knock Around Guys. We, we, me and Anthony did that movie, Knock Around Guys. He was the guy that Vin Diesel kicked his ass and all that stuff. So we've talked about him before, Kevin Gage. But he's in this movie as, once again, Mike Gage, who is the father of the one of the girls in this movie and also a detective. So, once again, I said we do kind of satisfy a little cop show thing with me, and there it is right there. We also have Elizabeth Pena, who plays uh, his wife in this movie. She is known for so many movies. Rush Hour, she was the bomb squad cop. She was in La Bamba. She played uh, Richie Valen's mother. She's been in uh, over 100, and uh, she has 104 credits to her name. She was in Major Crimes, which was a recent show. I'm actually about to start watching that. Uh, but she's done a ton of things. Like I said, I mean, she goes back to from from 1979 to being in movies. I mean, Hill Street Blues, T.J. Hooker. Like I said, La Bamba. She plays um, Richie uh, Richie Valens mother, and just a lot, a lot of movies. That's about the only three characters I really need to get into right now. Uh, I, you know what? I actually got to get into one more. Linda. Cardellini, hard last name to say, plays Genevieve, which is Mike and um, Kevin Gages and Elizabeth's daughter in the movie. Um, She gets kidnapped in the movie, so we're going to have to talk about her. Now, she, again, has been in a bunch of stuff. She was was Velma in Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, all those Scooby-Doo movies. She played Velma, so that's where you might know her from. Uh, So there you go right there. And also her friend in this movie, who I'm going to talk about, we're going to hear the name Tiana Moore in this movie, is played by a girl named Amal Rowe. Honestly, when you go to IMDb, there's not even a picture for this girl. The only credit she has is Strangeland from 1998. That is it for this girl. I don't know why she wasn't in the movie long. If I tell you she was the first person to die in the movie, you would not be surprised. Uh, But there you go. So I'm just going to leave it at that right there. And then I'm going to get into actors as we go through 
this movie. But uh, once again, this is a this is gonna be it's a crazy little movie. This movie, it's got like I said, it's got D. Snyder playing two characters, Captain Howdy, who we're just gonna like I said, I'm I'm not really gonna dilly dally. I'm actually just gonna get into the movie. It's kind of hard to explain the movie without just getting into it. So why are we gonna sit here and bullshit? Why don't we just go ahead and get to the movie? I'm gonna go ahead and start. Now this movie also touches on 1998 where the internet was starting to become pretty pretty popular. Um, I mean I know we didn't get like AOL and all that stuff until like what 2007 I believe AOL was finally launched. But we always, you know, even in 1998, we still had internet, we still had uh, chat rooms and stuff like that, IRC chats, and that's basically what this movie concentrates on. I'm just going to go ahead and start it up. Let's go ahead and get, uh, let me hit play, and let me go ahead and get our first clip loaded up. Now, the movie starts off where... We need to remember, once again, I mentioned the internet because that's kind of where the movie starts off. Um, Mike, in this movie, I'm going to call him Mike Gage, his daughter and her friend Tiana are playing on an internet chat a little bit, and they meet a guy named Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy I'll get into a little later. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit later. The name, I mean. But as we go through, we'll kind of talk about all that. But they meet him online, and he turns out to be a crazy... I mean, this movie has some really crazy shit going on in it. But let's go ahead and start here. First clip of the movie. Let me get some volume going. And let's do this. Clip number one. Marilyn Manson in the background. What kind of name is Captain Howdy? You like hip-hop. Oh, I love it. What's in me? Not in me. I period M period. Me. Instant message. Now we can talk to him one on one. <laughs> well, let me get this straight. You're going on a blind date with a screen name? Who is this guy? Where have you been? Someday we'll meet, marry, and have cyber sex with a man of our dreams online. Everything I need to know about this guy's right here. So what you said there is kind of foreshadowing, foreshadowing, meet, have cyber sex with the man or woman of your dreams. And it's kind of, Jesus, we didn't know it would be true, but goddamn, it is true. Um, But again, they're meeting up with this guy. Now, the main thing he does is he'll lure these girls in and he'll ask them if they want to go to a party. That's going to be one thing I'll bring up a little later. Do you want to come to a party? 
is one thing he asks them. I'm going to play a little bit more of this clip. And obviously he's luring this girl and her friend uh, Genevieve is the girl's name, Genevieve Gage in this movie, and her friend Tiana, he's luring them in. And here we go. Play a little more of this clip, and we'll keep rolling here. He didn't invite you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Get us a dress. <laughs> so there you go uh, thank you babe for the shot wife brought in a shot i probably shouldn't be drinking because i still might have an ulcer but you only live once um so we keep going a little bit in the movie here uh obviously he knows what he's doing he's luring girls in captain howdy is we have not seen captain howdy yet uh, pretty creepy fucking sight, to be honest with you, <laughs> when we finally do see him. But we keep going a little bit. And here, give me one sec. Just got to pull something up here. Um, so we see that a little bit. And as we go through the movie a little bit, we find out that their daughter has not come home from last night at the party she went to. And, of course, Captain Howdy said, you know, hell yeah, you can bring your friend. Well, of course he said that. So we find out they never came home. And neither did Tiana, which is her friend. And we do find that out, I believe, in just, well, we find that out in a few minutes. Now, once again, we do right here, though, actually meet Captain Howdy, but we never see his whole body until later in the movie. We see him, we hear him, but it's a little creepy. But once again, D. Snyder, if you don't if you don't know who D. Snyder is, you need to look him up. He is a tall gentleman with very long hair, ripped as hell, and an intimidating looking man just as himself. But as this character, which I'll get into as the movie goes, he is very intimidating looking. But he does have Genevieve, which we find out. Now, we hear Genevieve right now screaming. Not screaming, I'm sorry. Whimpering. She can't scream because her mouth has been sewn shut. Now, Captain Howdy in this movie is a completely sadistic son of a bitch, but he's also into body modification, which, again, we'll get into as we go through the movie, but he, he's into body modification and all that stuff, and it's just a, it's, it's pretty crazy to, uh, <laughs> to hear this, but we do, I'm going to start off with her whimpering, and we get our first sound of what Captain Howdy is going to sound like, and here we go. There. That's better. Try not to speak.
All right. So there we go. We hear, we know she's there now. And the town they are in, by the way, is called Helverton. Kind of a catchy little name for a town. It's got a population of 350,000. It's got an elevation of 6,250. And the sign when you drive there says a nice place to visit, a better place to live. I'm reading it off the movie. That's why. <laughs> that's why. Now, I said I'd get into Captain Howdy. If that name sounds a little familiar to you, if you're a horror fan, if you go back to 1973, the Exorcist movie, that is the name of the entity that Reagan talks to in that movie. So that's kind of where they got the name from right there. That's not even kind of. That is where they got the name from. So as, but, you know, we'll, we'll be a little more as we go through the movie, of course. But we do hear that. Now we got it. Now, once again, we... uh we keep going through. I got another clip I'm going to play that kind of brings us to the next uh, next little thing I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to go ahead and get that clip right here. Oh, look at that. I just screwed up. Anyway, give me one second here and I'll get the right clip going. Take that. Take that out. And wow, I did this three times. I really fucked this movie up already. Anyway, let's go ahead and knock out the next clip. As we go through, we once again, we're going to we find out that her father is a cop, not only a cop, but a detective, actually. Um, And his partner is named Christian. And I'm going to go ahead and play this scene for you right here. He's at the vending machine. Here all night. Everything's slow motion with the clock. What'd you do with the NCIC printouts? NCIC. The FBI computer search. I asked you to phone in the request for a list of all known sex offenders. You told me you'd take care of it. What do I got to do everything here myself? Hey, look, I'm on your side, okay? I just got here. It should have been done yesterday. Our success depends on the other guy screwing up, Christian. We don't make mistakes, ever. So this is a strange point. Our success really is based on the other guy screwing up. We don't make mistakes, ever. Well, we know cops make mistakes. They're human. That's what happens. Humans make mistakes. Um, But obviously, we've got a distraught father here who's looking for his kid, just happens to be a detective. Not only looking for his kid, but there's more people missing than just his own daughter. So we do see that. Now, in the next clip, uh, his partner, Chris, his name is Christian in this movie, his partner tells him to go home. Um, Christian, by the way, is played by, I should have had this set up. Um, <laughs> I kind of did, and I kind of did <coughs> Um, I actually rushed to watch the movie, which is another reason I want to uh, start doing this show on Fridays. I didn't want to actually start to, you know, 
do that, but I needed to. I'm going to have to. So, um, Brett Harrelson is that guy's name. His last name is Christian. His name is Steve Christian in this movie. Now, he's been in a bunch of movies, too. He was in The People vs. Larry Flint. He was in Now You See Me, which I, I love that movie. Kingpin. But he he's just he was crew in those movies. So he's not like a big huge actor. He was only he's only got nine credits, this guy. Um, so not very many credits to his name, but thought I'd at least bring him up. So there we go with him. Tells him to go home, and this is where we hear Amy Smart come into this movie, who once again I said I would talk about as they come in. Amy Smart's going to come in. Is She's his niece in this movie. Uh, she plays <clears throat> a character, um, Angela Stravelli in this movie. But I'm going to go ahead and roll right into the next clip. And here we go. So will you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll call you later. Okay? Okay. Actually, I... That was Tiana's mom. Whatever. She's a mess. She wants to know what's going on like I know something. She knows more than I do. Okay, so I actually messed up the clips a little bit. Sorry about that, but like I said, I rushed to do this show. I got home late from work. So anyway, here's where Amy Smart comes in now. Again, this movie has to do with computers, so we get Mike who's not very obviously the old guys in 1998 when you were older in 1998 you knew nothing about computers i mean it, it was like he couldn't even turn turn one off in the movie but finally we got him and now we see where he brings in angela yeah. can tell do you ever go online uncle mike Pretty cool. Why is that, Angela? Well, you can email people anywhere. You can write them a letter, too. Pick up a phone. No, it's more than that. I don't have to be me. I mean, sometimes I pretend I'm some goody two shoot prom queen, and then I can change my online name and become a hell raising B girl. I met, I, I've chat with some killer guys. It's all right. Girls ever go out with any of these guys? It's okay, Angela. I'm not going to say anything. Well, yeah. How about Genevieve? She ever go with a boy she met online? Sure, sometimes. Where are the rites of okay. passage? So, real quick. You've got pretty much every parent's fear right here that your daughter not only met someone online, which we all know is shady to begin with, but went out with someone online. Uh, like I said, this is probably every parent's fear when their children start getting online, what they're doing. It's hard to keep up. Trust me, I got three kids. My oldest one is 13. I wonder what he's doing online sometimes. I do. Luckily, we have, you know, parental controls that we can do now. But 
doesn't always make it the easiest thing to keep up with what your kids are doing. My kid's smart enough to know how to get around them. He goes on Google and they tell him how to do it. So he's, he's smart enough to actually get around a lot of that stuff. And he does, which, you know, it, 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 it it's scary what people are doing. I mean, and you know, I got a, a little daughter, but you know, as the internet keeps going, I, I can see where this, you know, kind of goes. It's, it's never going to stop. There's always going to be creeps out there. There's always going to be people out there that are looking to lure in, you know, someone who's, you know, unsuspecting, just kind of weird, but, uh, you know, and something we should all be watching out for as parents, whoever's parents out there. Now I'm going to go ahead and go to the next clip here. Now we're back at captain Howdy's. I don't know what else to call it, but his lair underneath his house, it really is like a dungeon. I mean, he's got some creepy stuff. Now, once again, this guy's in a body modification. Tattoos, piercings, scarification. We'll hear someone else describe this much better in a little while. Um, but right now, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. We hear a little bit of Captain Howdy talking right here. And here we go. Let's just go ahead and roll right into it. Where are the rites of passage? The initiations for the young to endure. How can they ever hope to become true adults without them? We live in a world filled with people wearing middle-aged bodies. Yet they stumble to a crawl with their childlike minds. We must all go through a rite of passage. And it must be physical. It must be painful. And it must leave a mark. Okay, now he actually pierces his arm here. Like, let's say you held up your arm. If you went to the bottom of your hand and probably about, I'd say about seven inches down, and that's where he just stuck a surgical needle through his arm. This is why I don't watch horror movies. I don't like needles or snakes. If there's a needle or a snake, I don't fucking like it. And this movie has needles a little creepy, but I still think it's a good movie. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be reviewing it. I, but, but, but I don't like needles, yet this movie has a ton of them. Um, now, we move on a few scenes here a little bit, and uh, where wh- a car is found in a lake, and a gentleman, an actor named Robert Lasardo is a tow truck driver. Now, if you wanted your NYPD Blue reference or tie-in to this movie, this guy is 100% your NYPD Blue tie-in. He played many characters in NYPD Blue. I have put this guy over a lot on this show. This guy is amazing. He has played in, I mean, this guy has 182 credits to his name. He has, okay, hold on. Let me just do this. 
just in 2022, 2021, he has one movie completed, 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 post-production, 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 post-production. We keep going, post, 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 post. He's got a movie filming, 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 filming. We keep going, filming, 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 filming. Pre-production, a movie in pre-production. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. He's got over uh, about twenty movies here in pre-production. This guy is still acting today. He has been going in. I mean, this guy has been in so many movies dating back to nineteen eighty-seven. Um, movies you might actually know him from me and Anthony talked about this guy in gang related. We talked about him. Um, I talked about again, Strangeland 1998 NYPD blue. He was in multiple episodes, played multiple characters. He's been in CSI Miami. I know that, but this guy, I mean, literally if you don't know who this guy is, uh, if you ever seen death race, He's in there. He's got tattoos all over him. And he is definitely a noticeable character, but is in a ton of movies, TV, everything. If you don't know who Robert Lasardo is, go look him up. He is fucking amazing and has been in a ton of movies, like I said. Um, even up, to, I mean, all those movies that are still pre production, filming. Still acting to this day, just an amazing, amazing fucking, I, I guess you would call him kind of an extra in movies, but in television, he usually plays someone you know. So if you don't know who he is, definitely look him up. He is worth it. He's just an incredible actor. Like I said, 182 credits to his name. I would think that uh, that would be something right there that would be pretty, you know, my God, if someone was in the goddamn... How many movies have you done? <laughs> 182. Jesus Christ. My man. All right. <laughs> That's pretty goddamn good. But let's go ahead and move on here. Like I said, they do find uh, in a lake Tiana's car. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much of it for you. I'm going to go ahead and play the scene for you, and then we'll get into exactly what's going on in the scene. Septum spike to me. Oh, anyway, you know what? I fucked up. They play... Uh, I really should have done my notes a little better. Um, a car is found. It's Tiana. And she's found dead in the trunk. Now, that her mouth is sewn shut. We do know that what's the first thing Captain Howdy does is he sews their mouth shut. So there you go. Uh, she's found dead in the trunk, Tiana. We do find the cause of death after a little while here. I'll play that for you in a minute, but... They find a septum spike on her, and they're like, what the fuck is that? They have no clue what it is. But again, we have Robert Lasarda to tell us exactly what that is, and here we go. Septum spike to me. Industrial strength. What? A septum spike. It's for a pure septum. And that's probably the biggest one I've ever seen. Industrial strength. What, this is bigger than average? <laughs> yeah, that one's a fucking monster. See, a standard septum piercing is made with a 14-gauge needle. Eight-gauge max. This is an eight-gauge. Get it? 
That piece, that piece looks like a double zero gauge. The owner of that spike has a hole in his septum big enough to stick your finger through. It must be a real aficionado, huh? What makes you such an authority? Oh, welcome to my world, detective. You think my only interest in life is to chase ambulances with this rig? What do you mean, your world? Body art, tattooing, piercing, branding, scarification. These are all forms of personal expression dating back to the fucking caveman. Yeah, right. Hey, we have power over our own bodies. As technology runs away with itself, we, the modern primitives, man, we remain grounded in the tradition of body modification and tribal rituals. Modern primitives. That's right. Oh, what do you think? It's something new, man? Winston Churchill's mother had a tattoo on her wrist, for Christ's sake, man. So where do these modern primitives hang out? Zabalba. Zabalba? Yeah, dig, man. It's a club in the city. You're gonna love it. Sure, I will. What does Zabalba mean? It means the entrance to hell. Okay. And if you watch this movie and see this club, it actually if you could imagine what you thought the entrance to hell looked like, this would probably be it. Um, you go, I mean, they walk in, there's, you know, first of all, Bile is up there singing. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. The Bile is up there singing, um, and, you know, people are piercing each other. They're branding each other. It's just crazy. Like, the detectives quickly leave this club which is how fucking crazy it is. I guess I can go ahead and play a little bit. Not really anything, probably a little more visual, but if you can just imagine the music going on and literally, like I just said, people piercing each other, branding each other, and, you know, like literally firing up torches to um, heat up coat hangers molded into whatever they want on them. So I'll I'll play a little bit here. We'll, We'll get a little bit of bile playing in the background, like I said, the band. That's probably enough right there. But I mean, you can just imagine by the music what's going on in that club. I hope I painted a little bit of a picture there for you. Um, if not, sorry. But we keep going a little bit. Uh, we go on there. And now they are looking for Captain Howdy, but they don't think to look in the, I guess, the dungeon area of the club where we do see him. And he's suspended by hooks. Once again, we've got the body modification, you know, suspension is part of body modification for some of these people. I mean, it's crazy. I don't get a lot of it. Um, I mean, I have no, the only thing pierced on me is my left ear. That's it. That's the only thing I ever did. Matter of fact, that was the only thing I have ever been grounded for in my life was piercing my, my my ear when I was 15 years old. No, n- nothing else. That's the only thing I've ever 
been grounded for is piercing my ear when I was 15, though. So um, I have no tattoos, not because I'm Jewish, not because I can't be buried in a Jewish synagogue if I do have tattoos. I've just never had the urge to get a tattoo. Uh, And I've obviously got a little fear of needles, but I've had many people tell me the tattoo needle is not the same. It is much different, much, much different than getting a shot or something like that. I still, the needle going into my skin just still is a creep to me. So I don't have any tattoos. Uh, I've got no brandings, obviously. But, I mean, I, it, uh, me personally, I just don't have any. I also don't judge anyone. You got tattoos? Cool. Awesome. Let me look at them. What do they mean? I want to hear that shit, to be honest with you. I had a roommate who was literally tattooed from, uh, not, not head to toe, but pr- pretty much from his neck down, he was tattooed. Uh, he had a huge back piece. His toes were tattooed. His toes had spider webs on them. His feet had spider webs. He said that was the most painful thing he ever went through. It was an old roommate of mine named Paul. Uh, but I've just never, never really gotten into any of this stuff. But whatever. Everyone, everyone does what they want, you know. Uh, but the suspension thing really creeps me out. You're hanging from fucking fish hooks, basically. And that just fucking creeps me out. For some, <laughs> I don't know why, the suspension thing, I'll never get. But it just fucking creeps me out. Now, I'm going to go down now, and we're going to hear this is him being suspended. Now, it looks like he was actually trying to kill himself. And we hear that through a little bit throughout the movie that really he wants to die and he's trying to die. So let's go ahead and play this little clip here, though. Shamans call it the small death. I was crossing the abyss. I was almost there. Okay, so we see this guy's kind of a sick fuck. Uh, I don't know. I'm not quite sure how else to say that. This guy's a bit of a sick fuck. Uh, he wants to die. And once again, he's sitting there hanging from fucking meat hooks, which he, that's, I mean, I, I, I get tattoos, I get piercings, suspension is where I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't fucking get it. It's <laughs> creeps me the fuck out. Um, but obviously once again, he's a pretty fucking sick guy. Now Mike can't sleep obviously because his daughter is missing still. And he's, you know, all riled up. His wife is trying to sleep. She's rolling around. He's digging, though, 
into the body modification world. He's reading stuff. He's kind of looking at stuff. So he is definitely trying to dig into it a little bit and figure out what's going on. But this is where we find out how Tiana died and why he's going to be very worried for his daughter as this keeps going. Here we go. Coroner's report on Tiana Moore. They've confirmed she was dead at least 72 hours before you pulled the body out. There's more. Yeah, that's rock. Oh, wait, Church, I can handle this. He found a series of symmetrically placed puncture wounds through the fascia and epithelial layers of skin on her face, her breasts, and genitalia. Have a great The report says, judging from the crescent-shaped wounds, entrance and exit, they were made with a number eight surgical needle. Damn. None of the wounds were of themselves life-threatening. Very little blood, in fact. That's not what killed her. Cause of death was cardiac arrest. She had a heart attack? Tiana had a congenital heart defect. A trauma caused the attack. What kind of trauma? She was tortured. Okay, so once again, now he finds out Tiana was tortured. His daughter is still missing. She's there. He knows it. And now he's even more worried about his daughter. So there we go right there. Now, I'm going to go ahead again. This guy, we're, we're back at his, uh, again, I'm going to call it a layer at this point. Now, he gets back on the computer. He's kind of trying to lure in more people because he's got, you know, he doesn't care, guys, girls. He just lures in whoever he can. Now, as we go here, Mike, as I'm going to call him in this movie, Mike Gage, Kevin Gage, let's just call him Mike, is trying to get better at using the computer. He's going on there. He's doing this. And this is where he actually calls Angela M to help the the police instead of just him. So let's go ahead and jump a little bit to that clip. And here we go. Hello? Hi, Angela. It's Uncle Mike. Hey. Listen, could you come down to the precinct tonight? I need a little help. Okay, type tinsel, comma, butt munch, period. Tinsel bomb, exclamation point. You're kidding. This is a band. It's Christian. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Is that computer geek Bendix from the online service? Hi, Mr. Bendix. This is Detective Gage. What do you have for me? Uh, Detective, I have that list. Okay. So let me just kind of keep going a little here. So what they got now is a computer as they call him, the computer geek. Uh, and he's going to tell them a little bit more what's going on. But like I said, right now they're trying to lure in Captain Howdy to figure out, you know, they need to find out who he is. And that's what they're trying to do, obviously. I think you guys know that. And now we're going to get a little more information, though, from the computer tech to find out what's going on, here we go. You asked for, uh, but let me explain. So fax it through. But what? 
Well, there's one name in particular that you may be interested in. You know, the last person Miss Triple X chatted with before she disappeared, you know, from, from the chat room? I'm very interested, Mr. Bendix. What is it? Well, he or she used a stolen credit card number and false personal information. So we have nothing except a screen hey, name. This is Detective Christian. What is this bullshit? We gave you a court order, not some request. So I suggest you start processing some useful information before I come down there and arrest your megabyte now. Hey, 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 Steve. What, what is it, Mr. Vanix? Uh, all right, you got a pen? It's spelled uppercase C, lowercase A-P-T, uppercase H, lowercase O-W-D-Y. Captain Howdy? Yeah, that's it. I'll keep the account active until you tell us otherwise. Okay. So now they know sort of who they're looking for. They at least have a screen name. They don't exactly know who they're looking for, but right now they sort of know. So as they're doing that, Angela's searching him. And again, they're using those 90s chat rooms. So, you know, you can find people on those old 90s IRC chats. All you have to do is search. If you know how to do it, you can get in. So they do find him. He's in teen chat, which should worry all of us because not only is he a sadistic, you know, guy who's obsessed with piercing and body modification, he's also a pedophile, sort of, in this movie. Um, Now, they start trying to bait him a little bit, but he is fucking smart, and that's one, obviously... In most movies, you always find the smart kind of villain, and this is no no different. Um, and as they're trying to find him, he does, you know, he, he takes the bait, but he also searches their name, and they've kind of got him on the hook. But what they do here is they change their hobbies as he's looking at it. So basically what happens is he sees the hobbies change from, um, I think it was like from water sports to winter sports. And that's what happens there. And as he sees that change, he knows something's up. He definitely knows something is up there. And here we go. Okay. So how do we draw this guy out? I know what to do. Open up his profile. This is why people like him. He's a cool guy. Oh, how do we even know that this is a guy? Well, we don't. So they see he likes snowboarding. Here we go. Okay, quick, open up your profile. Now highlight hobbies. Delete water skiing. Water skiing. Sorry. Now put in winter sports. There are thousands hacking at the branches of evil to one who strikes at its roots. Ask if there's any snowboarders in the house. Okay. So they do bait him. All right. And they think they have him and they do bait him in. And, you know, the they get him. So, but once again, 
I've said before, he's very, very smart. Now, real quick, before I keep going, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to take a break and find out why my uh, there's a bunch of yelling out here, which you guys can probably hear over the mic. I'm going to try to stop that. So if you guys will give me just about, let's say, two minutes, I'm going to find out what all the yelling is about out there, and I'll be back. I apologize for the break, but I will be right back. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of a, let's play a little more Cold Chamber for you guys, and I'll be right back. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Didn't mean to do that, but uh, all right. I think I got it all worked out now. Whew. Damn kids. <laughs> I've got a teenager and a nine-year-old. Uh, mm. My, I'm not even going to get into it. Let's just say my kids are fine now. I think we should be quieter. So <laughs> we'll, uh, let's just jump right back into the movie. How's that sound with everybody? So that's what we're going to go ahead and do. Now, once again, they were trying to lure him in. And once and they they thought they did. They really did. They thought they lured him in because they've got him right here. And they've even got a name to go after, which they're doing. So let's go ahead and continue this clip. Just kind of, well, you know what? We're going to actually move on. Let me get rid of the other clip before that one. And now we are actually going to go ahead and jump into the next clip of the movie. They are raiding the house that they have found the IP address. And here we go. Nope. Unmute. Play. The term sadism is so maligned. If a doctor performs a hair transplant or a nose job, that's okay. But try and help another human being achieve a higher level of spiritual and sensual awareness by say, oh, I don't know, piercing his genitals, and everybody says you're sick. Which one do you want? Mm. Mm, the ampelang. Well chosen. Now that's a piercing. Okay. If anyone's wondering, hmm, what's an ampelang? Gentlemen, cross your legs now. It is a piercing straight through the head of your dick. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you're driving. I apologize. That is a literally a piercing straight through the head of your dick. Not a Prince Albert, which is through the, like the, like one side of the tip of your dick. This is an ampling straight through the head. One side to the other of your dick. Okay. So that's explained. Um, again, I apologize if you're driving. Just again, cross your legs, grab yours, make sure it's okay. And here we go. I'm sure it is a touchy operation. You've got to go through the spongiosum, and it does bleed a lot. <laughs> and God forbid you hit the cavernosum. Blood squirts everywhere. 
So once again, we do see that they're rating it. We do see that he is about to give a gentleman an ampelang, which is once again a piercing straight through the head. Oh, the penis. <laughs> but um, again, this guy is smart. So you think they got him this fast? I mean, this movie can't be over in 31 or 35 minutes. Can't do that, right? No, no, we can't do that. Let's play just a little bit more of this clip and we'll go from there. That said, there are tribal women in Borneo who won't even consider having sex with a man who doesn't have an ampelang. Those I've used mine on have gotten a real kick out of it. Isn't that right? Let's have a whack at it. The guy's getting the piercing, as you can hear. Once again, of course, his mouth is sewn shut. Now, once again, you walk into this, you know, you we finally see this little layer, chamber, dungeon, whatever you want to call it, that he has. And there are men tied up, women tied up. So he doesn't really have a preference. He's baiting whoever the hell he can, he can bait in. It's pretty fucking nuts in there. Uh, but it is just like a... It's like a BSDM place. I mean, there's just people are in cages. Genevieve's got a catheter stuck in her. And, you know, they show a little um, a little pee bowl. I forget what they call those uh, down there with a tube. And she's just it, it's it's a crazy, crazy scene. But, you know, we go and, and you know, obviously the only thing they interrupt when they're pretty much going after this house is some old dude banging his wife and you know they scare him so bad he needs his pills they're nowhere near him uh that gentleman did pass out from the piercing in the tip the head of his cock i don't blame him i would probably pass out myself now obviously mike's distraught the detective her you know obviously genevieve's father in this movie and he didn't get his daughter so he sleeps outside the place where he is. Now, they're not nowhere near him. They're kind of close, but they don't know it yet. But here we go. Now, he again, he wakes up in his car, and he hooks up the laptop to the phone, which in 1998, that was some, that was some pretty fucking good technology back in 1998. And he gets a message from Captain Howdy, who, again, we... We know he knew it was a cop because, again, we had the the, uh, the the description changing right in front of him. So he knew what was going on, or the hobbies changing in front of him. Sorry about that. Uh, so here we go. Um, we're going to go ahead and get right now to where he gets the message from Captain Howdy. And here we go. The first message is what we get. And here we go. 
Using the concept of sick to minimize and disparage draws a veil across a reality which you are in no position to interpret. Nice show tonight. Hope you aren't too disappointed. Now, you hear the dog barking? I want everyone to just keep a keep a notice of that because the dog is barking and he's starting to pick up on something's going on around there too, like he hears a dog barking. So let's just keep going a little bit. Another message is sent by Mike. It's part of the job. It's part of finding you. You're an intelligent man. Why don't you give yourself up? Don't you find a victory by forfeit to be a hollow one? Come on, find me. So that's what keys him in. He hears the dog barking and finally realizes, well, I've got to be close to him because the dog isn't outside anymore. It's not barking. So, but he hears the dog in the same tone. So he finally figures out he is right near this guy's fucking house. Uh, and it goes up and he sees a neighbor beside him in kind of a creepy little white house. And he goes up there. The door is all, you know, the, the windows are all dirty and nasty. He goes up, he knocks on the door. There's no answer. So he goes around the back. Of course, he draws his gun because a detective. Sees a, you know, finds a garbage bag out there, opens it up. We see needles fall on the floor, surgical needles. And then he sees a basement door. And he breaks into the basement door. He goes down. He has found the right house. It is Captain Howdy's lair. And he finally sees all the people tied up. They're masked. They're gagged. And he sees, finally sees his daughter. And, and his daughter is warning him. You know, he's like, oh, my God, baby, it's me. I found you. I found you. I found you. And his daughter is warning him. The guy is behind you. Hardy knocks out Mike. Or Howdy. Hardy. Jesus Christ. What is this? Fucking Jeff Hardy. Uh, Captain Howdy knocks out Mike and we finally get the full look at Captain Howdy half his body and I mean half his whole body from his face down is tattooed with like a tribal uh, thing it's the 90s I get it uh, he's got you know piercings all over his face all going down obviously we heard he has an ampling. Uh, Mike wakes up and he goes for his gun and they start rolling around a little bit. Mike finally gets a shot off. It goes in Howdy's leg. He gets him cuffed. Howdy sits up. I mean, like Undertaker style sits the fuck up just to give a little wrestling reference in this show and starts taunting Genevieve and pissing off Mike a little bit. So let me go ahead and jump to that scene right there since I just kind of explained all that to you guys. Give me one second. Here we go. Let's do this. Almost over. 
<laughs> I've never been afraid of anything in my whole life. Do you know why? Because I wish I was dead. When you wish that, there's nothing left to fear. I have only hatred to live for. It's my only pleasure. <laughs> I wish you were dead too. <laughs> he stuck a sock in his mouth that's why he's not talking but you can just once again see what a fucking sick psycho d snyder plays in this movie and it's when i get into the next character he plays in this movie carlton Hendricks, it's Literally, he said that was a harder character to play in this movie. When I get to it, I'll explain what's going on. But D. Snyder felt very comfortable playing Captain Howdy is basically what he was saying. Um, but what a sadistic little fuck in this movie he is. And again, he can't talk because he's gagged at this point. But play a little more of this and then we'll keep going. But um, he is saving his daughter. All and everyone else in there. Come on, shh, it's okay. Don't cry. Man. Come on. All right. Uh, I probably shouldn't have played it from there. So then we've got all that right there. We're all good. He's got his daughter. Um, he saves everybody. That's a good thing. Now, we find out at this point that Cauldron Hendrix is... Again, I, I said he plays a different character at this point in the movie, and he does. He plays Carlton Hendrix after he's caught. He went to a mental institution instead of going to a jail because they found him, you know, not competent to stand trial, obviously. So he went to mental institution. So I'm going to go ahead and play one little clip, and then I'll get a little bit more into that. Here we go. Colorado, a veritable house of horrors was discovered today by a detective searching for his missing daughter. Unfortunately, he found much more than he was Captain looking for. Captain Howdy uh, went with this insanity plea. I mean, look at the guy. He's a nut. Looks have nothing to do with it. The only question is, can this man understand... Despite intense local protests, Carlton Hendricks, the notorious Captain Howdy, is being released. Doctors report he has made a complete and total transformation. Carlton Hendricks is a changed man. Okay, now there's a bunch of news clips in here. Now, I know people that pay attention to detail, really, in, in movies, D. Snyder actually went through and wrote all of the headlines and everything that was in those so they would look and be authentic with the times. Um, so he took a lot of detail. And again, I said he produced this movie, he wrote this movie, he starred in this movie. And, you know, he definitely took some 
some time and care to keep track of the detail. And that's one detail he wanted to make sure that was right. All the headlines and everything were, you know, correct and right and all that stuff. So he made, he, he wrote all those headlines that we would see in this movie. So um, now we see Carlton Hendricks right now as, oh, I'm sorry, Captain Howdy as Carlton Hendricks. Uh, it's four years later. So not much time has gone by. Uh, he's got this little cardigan sweater on. His tattoos are covered up. He's got no piercings in his face. Uh, he's in a mental care hospital. Uh, he's in the library and everything like that. So, you know, everything seems like it's going pretty well at this point. And this is the day, four years later, he's going to be let out. So let's play a little more here. In the mental, in, in he's is still in the hospital. Here we go. You must have misunderstood. They they couldn't have said that. That's insane. They're really letting him out. Hendrix, they've got to. Carlton's a changed man. He's passed every treatment plan review and got great reviews from the disposition committee. Courts couldn't find a reason to hold him. The man's good to go. Oh, not by me. What he did to those kids was. Unconscionable. What Captain Howdy did, okay? Carlton Hendricks, he's as good as gone. Okay. Now, Carlton Hendricks, once again, I said he's got the cardigan sweater, the, you know, no tattoos, no piercings. D. Snyder actually said on the, again, I own this DVD, and I, I believe I, I still own it, actually, now that I'm remembering. This is one I still own because I liked the commentary from him on on the uh what do you call that the you know extras i like that part and in this part he said this was the hardest part for him to play was Carlton Hendricks the clean unpierced kind of cuz he had to kind of play this very downplayed calm you know obviously they've got him on medication medicated character and he said it was the hardest part for him to play because it was so, you know, not him. He was very uncomfortable actually playing this part. But, you know, he's, like I said, only there for four years. And I'm going to go ahead and move on just a little bit in here. This is like where he's actually getting out of the hospital right now. Are you ready to rock and roll? Hey, Sam. The big day's here and you got your face buried in a book. I have withdrawn myself from the confusions of cities and multitudes and spend my days surrounded by wise books, bright windows in this life of ours, lit by the shining souls of men. Mm -hmm. Is that a Hendrix original? I wish. It's H.G. Wells. So what does old H.G. got to say about you going home today? Unfortunately, nothing. I'm a bit nervous. They wouldn't be letting you go if they didn't think you were ready. Just keep up with your medication. You'll be fine. Hm? Let's go. Carlton, I think I'd better warn you there's a welcoming committee waiting for you on the outside. 
being too happy. I can imagine. No, I don't think you can. Okay, so that part I played for a very good reason to lead you into the fact that <clears throat> obviously the town is not happy. He's getting out after four years. Uh, he goes to his house right after this. His house is trashed. People have broken in. There's graffiti everywhere, inside, outside. His doors are broken. It's just absolutely just completely trashed his whole house. Now, you know, obviously they're... He, the people more than likely aren't going to give him a chance. Now, right after this, though, uh, we see a little scene with Genevieve, and she's right in the middle of a nightmare where, you know, he, she's walking up the stairs, she hears his voice, and he's just reciting all this stuff to her. Matter, you know, I, I wasn't going to play that, but you know what? I'm right here. Let me back up just a bit. Let me, I'll go ahead and play it. Here we go. The act of slow piercing is a transcendent spiritual event. There is no pain, just sensation. You observe the body experiencing the sensation. Surrender to the experience. Feel the endorphin rush as the surgical steel slices through. Okay. So... Once again, knowing D. Snyder wrote, produced, and starred in this movie, D. Snyder's a bit of a sick fuck, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any other, you know, kind of, I don't think there's anything else we can think about that. D. Snyder is a bit of a sick fuck. Um, nothing else I can think of, but most definitely a little creepy. Uh, but again, you know, obviously just having nightmares from what he did to her, that would be anyone who went through what they went through. But once again, uh, now we see a little protest outside of Carlton's house. And one sign says, we're not going to take it. If that sounds familiar to you. That is a Twisted Sister song. The band D. Snyder was in until 1987. So just kind of a funny little thing he decided to throw in his movie. I, I, obviously and he did so <laughs> it i thought it was actually a little bit of a nice little touch cuz i noticed it immediately but his lawyer comes out at one point everyone's out there once again and the media's all over his house and here we go oh This is the scene outside the home of Carlton Hendricks, a man who three short years ago was responsible for the kidnapping and torture of five young people and the untimely death of a 16-year-old girl. Carol Ann Chalmers Perez is at the scene. Detective Gage, could you let us in on your feelings concerning Carlton Hendricks' release? No comment. You must have some thoughts. This man violated your daughter. I'm Carol Ann Chalmers Braz, outside the home of Carlton Hendricks, reporting for Channel 4 News. Take it easy. I know you are going 
statement to make. Please, Mr. Hendricks is trying to make a difficult transition here. You're hounding him. The courts have found Mr. Hendricks not guilty. He spent a year in jail during his trial and three years in a state-run facility. Mr. Hendricks has been treated and released. Mr. Hendricks has nothing to say. Yes. I'm sorry. Move. My Lord Jesus Christ will see you burn in hell, you sorry son of a bitch! You sorry son of a bitch! Okay, so the lady you just heard is named Sunny, who will hear again her name. Uh, Played by Barbara Champion. She has four credits. Didn't do very much, but we also see for the first time in this movie Robert England. That name sound familiar to you? It should. Freddy Krueger. He played Freddy Krueger. That's right. He's in this. He was also in uh, one of the uh, a great movie, Ford Fairlane. So, but we do finally meet and see that character, which uh, I forget them. I can't believe I forget the name of the character he played in this movie. Um, but give me a second. I'll get to it in just a second here. Uh, Jackson Roth was his name in this movie. Uh, he's a real scumbag in this movie. Like, super, super scumbag. Um, he's sitting there, and we see uh, Carlton sitting there just kind of watching TV again. We're calling him Carlton because he's not Captain Howdy at this point. He's quietly watching TV. Uh, England is drunk. And he starts getting the feeling that his daughter is missing. And uh, here we go. Let's just go ahead and roll this scene right here. What about that piece of shit, huh? Back on the streets. Goes near my little girl. I'll kill him. Jack. Honey, are you sure you want another one? Kelly's fine. Some psycho animal. It's out there right now with our daughter, perhaps, and you say everything's okay. just fine. And who are you to tell me when I've had enough to drink? All right. Where's the phone? Hmm? Where's the phone? Give me the phone! We'll call the police. Jack! It's too late for that. They've had their chance. What are you gonna do? What should have been done already. G-Man, Jackson here. Hey, Jackson, what's up? Listen, I, uh, I think Howdy's got Kelly. Shh. Yeah. Uh, make some calls and meet the club in half. And, uh, Gino, bring the equipment. All right, so he, uh, he calls his boys. Now, he thinks his daughter's missing. No, she's just banging some dude in a hotel, a motel, actually. Uh, which is what she's really doing. So what they do is they round up the boys and they break into Carlton's house and they beat the shit 
out of him. They stomp the hell out of him. Um, let me just kind of back up a little bit. Not back up, but just trying to find the right scene here. <clears throat> and, I mean, they really beat the hell out of him. They're kicking him. They're th throwing him around. They're just beating the living hell out of him. And finally what they do is they drag him out of the house. Now, they're dragging Carlton out. And in a car, we see Mike Gage, the detective. He's watching the house also. Don't blame him, you know, especially after what happened to his daughter. So they find him, and literally, they're dragging Carlton out of the house, and they lock eyes. And, you know, he, they shove his face against the window at that point. You see blood run out of his mouth. And Mike does nothing. Grabs the radio doesn't call it in, and he does nothing. Now, I've got to mention that point because it comes up a little later in the movie. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play. Now, they 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 try to hang him. That, that's what they literally try to do. They bring him to a tree to hang Carlton Hendricks slash Captain Howdy. And I'm going to go ahead and play that clip right now. Come on up here! Death is like an old friend. Hand you son of a bitch! So he's hanging, dying. They finally see him let loose from the twitching, and they think he's dead. But it's storming. I'm sure you guys kind of heard that. The storm's out there. And basically, I guess it made the branch wet. The branch broke. And unfortunately, he lived. So... You know, and his tattoos were only covered up. They weren't removed. They were only covered up by makeup, which he put on. So they try to hang him. They think he's dead, but he's not. And here we go. So, what a rush. Obviously, most of us wrestling fans who have listened to these shows, um, we know we I am a wrestling fan, do dirt cheat dudes on Wednesday nights. Obviously, we know that line from Hawk. But that was another reference to a little bit of something else. I had that in my notes, and now I... Can't find it, but give me one sec and I will. Um, this is a line used by actually, it's, this was actually used by Robert England, Freddy Krueger, in the Nightmare on Elm Street films. As he said, he would say the same thing. 
Not sure if that's where Hawk got that from, but nah. anyway, let's just keep rolling with this. Now, once again, they've got him, and obviously he's pissed, and he's got those fucking Captain Howdy eyes again. So we move on a little bit, and Robert England is just kind of, you know, he's sitting in this house. He's watching porn, not just porn. He's watching teen rape porn. But anyway, we'll just go ahead and move on from that. He's calling his wife out there. Come on, baby. Let's get some fucking going on. And let's go ahead and play it. Madeline, come on out now. Starting to lose my heart on here, for Christ's sake. I'll be right there. This stuff isn't easy to put on, you know. What the hell's going on in there? Okay, so we all heard the noise. It is what you think it is. She is dead, but she comes out. She's oddly dancing for him. And, you know, she's kind of sitting there and suddenly we find out why she's dancing oddly for him. And it's because she is dead. Her throat's been cut. And that is the reason. But I'm going to play a little more of the scene. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Come here. You deaf? I said none of this dancing. I thought Maddie. With you now. You want to play ball, scarecrow? So there we go. We got Captain Howdy back already. Full Captain Howdy piercings, tattoos, everything. And now, what does Captain Howdy do? What else would you do? You would go right after the cop that was trying to get you. And Mike gets a message from Captain Howdy. Um, And again, remember what I said? They locked eyes as he was being taken by the mob to be hung. And this detective didn't do a goddamn thing about it. So here we go. Let's play it. Sticking out of his fucking lower intestines. up that. 12th Precinct, Detective Christian speaking. I'm one of those who finds the superfluous essential. But you, I could do without. It's, it's him. You ready to come in, Carlton? You think your badge is power? It's not. Knowledge is power. Your badge isn't even my badges, I can never take off. They set me apart from all others until the day I die. My badges are forever. Yours is a convenience. Your badges have no meaning. My badge represents the law. Look, I need a trace on Gage's outside line now. How much law is that, Michael? The law that found me not guilty? Or the law 
law that allowed others to take matters into their own hands. That was wrong. No, you were wrong. You all were wrong. Now I've found a whole new flock in need of a spiritual awakening through my steady hand. Where are you, Carlton? Tell me where you are. Some people want everything given to them with a big red bow. But not you. You don't want a thing, do you? Okay. So here, he's talking to Robert England now, after he talks to Mike. He's talking to Robert England, who he has tied up. And again, this guy has this fucking chamber going on again with all these crazy... This guy builds some really, really cool shit. But he's got the chamber. He's got Robert England tied up. Mouth sewn shut, of course. And he also has Sonny down here tied up. Um, so you can, we'll, uh, we'll hear that in just a second here. But yeah, he's got Sonny tied up. And she's in a weird contraption that he just slides these bars in. And they're pointed bars, like an arrow almost with no, you know, I don't know what they call that thing on the back. The arrow, it just slides in, oh, just piercing her body the whole time. So let's go ahead and I guess we'll play a little more here after he's got Robert England tied up. And <laughs> here we go with a little bit of a Sonny. Sonny. It's time to expand your spiritual horizons. Trust me. Now, Sonny was the one yelling about Jesus and God and screaming at him, so here we go. You need an out-of-body experience. What's that? You're already spiritually aware. Sonny, my dear old dad always told me, never confuse desperation with a spiritual awakening. Prepare for the Kavande bearing. Embrace the spears of Shiva. Suffer my daughter to wear the Itabori. Will the daughter accept the Itabori? I'll take that as a yes. Don't move. This pain is an important part of our bonding. A physical horror that binds us even tighter. The very intensity of this experience helps to widen the gulf between us and those who have not shared it with us. You must transcend what the body feels as pain, turn it into pleasure, and then into a spiritual event. You do not feel the pain, the body feels the pain. Or maybe you do feel the pain. All right, she finally passes out from the pain. And so we move on from there. Now, we think, you know, we the cop already saved his daughter. We don't think about her really anymore. This is where his wife calls him. And we probably should go ahead and play that real quick. Here we go. 
Yeah, Gage. Hey, um, this a bad time? We're headed over to the hospital. I want to see how Madeline Roth is doing. Well, how's things at your mom's? She's good, I'm good. I wish you were here. Yeah, me too. So, um, Jen's back home? What are you talking about? She's at school. I, I called the school. They said that she left yesterday. What? The school said that you called. Uh, uh, uh. Mike? Uh, I'm on my way to the house. Okay. So we know what's going on here now. Once again, his daughter's been taken. So he rushes home. When he gets home, his wife is there, and Captain Howdy is on video chat. Now, I don't know what, how video chat was even around in 1998, but here it is. It's working, and uh, let's go ahead and play it. Here's my daughter, Hendrix. Genevieve's with me. I'm taking especially good care of her. You gotta love this technology. Detective, what's his name? Falling apart at the seams, I see. And is that the lovely Mrs. Gage? What an unexpected yet pleasant surprise. What have you done with my daughter, you fucking bastard? Tony. Ooh. Fiery. I need that. Maybe I took the wrong one. Why, Genevieve? What did she do to you? She didn't do a thing. Didn't you tell her? You didn't, did you? How human. What is he talking about? What didn't you tell me? Mike, we're on it. Keep him online. You know, pain is a uniquely personal experience. Long as the ornament, short as the pain. Oh God! It's too bad oh God! No, 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 no! When the piercings are fresh, the sexual excitation is to die for. You sadistic sack of shit! I'll kill you! I She's seeing her daughter here once again, mouth sewn shut. He is piercing her um, once again, and this is why she is screaming. Keep going. Stop, stop, stop. I'll kill you! Sadistic? Really? This animal has Jenny. You really want to set him off? I find sadists to be rather dull. I'm interested in heightening people's awareness, altering states through primitive rituals. Hey, where'd everybody go? It's okay, honey. Daddy's gonna find you. You just hang on. Ooh, daddy's gonna find you. Hang on. Scary. When? Please, Carlton. I'm begging you. Take me. Let my daughter go. Tempting. But you see, Jen and I have only brushed the surface of our relationship. So much flesh, so little time. Okay. So the video connection terminates before they get a trace, of course. Uh, so what they do is they decide they're going to go back to the house. Makes sense. They do go back to the house. They raid the house. They find everyone that was down there. They find 
you know, Genevieve, they find Robert England, they find Sonny down there. So they do find everyone. And, you know, after that, he, Mike, finds a matchbook from, once again, we get the club Zabalba. And it says, Michael, he, he who, hold on, let me, he who resembles the dead is most reluctant to die. See? And again, it's a Zabalba matchbook, so he knows that is where, that's where he is. So he runs out there, and I'm going to go ahead and just play a little bit of this. Once he gets to Zabalba, here it is. Unmute. There we go. For a man who's gone to such great lengths to modify his appearance, you certainly are reluctant to be seen. Where you at, Carlton? Me is not a matter for indifference. It implies a whole series of relationships between the one who bears it and the source from which it is derived. Call me Captain Howdy. Derived? Your father was a Marine war hero. Captain Bradford Hendricks. Is this how you honor his name? Call me Captain Howie. I need to talk to you. So? Talk. Why can't you face me? Maybe you're not used to dealing with anyone who's not restrained and mouth isn't sewn shut. Is that what's bothering you, Carl? Some regard it as an evidence of bravery. For a man to go into battle bearing no weapon that can do any harm at a distance. It's easy to be hard from behind your mama's skirt. So, kind of obvious he's trying to get him to drop his gun here. Fight like a man. Mono e mano. Yeah, I said it. Play a little more. His partner running in. Gage! Trying to run what in. Is it, my gun? Is that what's bothering you? Here. Unloaded to revolver. You know what I find intriguing? That for all your rhetoric and endless preening, you're no more than a schoolyard bully with a persecution complex. You pick on those that are weak. You run off and hide. How about I come over there and beat the dog shit out of you? Who's stopping you? All right, so here we go. They fight. Pretty, uh, you know, I gotta say, for... Snyder not being this action star, blah, blah, blah. Pretty damn good fight scene between uh, these two guys. Um, you know, D. Snyder gets the best of him. Mike starts getting the best of him at one point, but... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. It's mostly D. Snyder, though, getting the, uh, the upper hand in this. But at one point, they're sitting there by the hook, once again, that D. Snyder was swinging from. And he puts Mike's face near it. Mike kind of sneaks out a little bit from there. And, of course, 
the hook goes in the back, deep in the back of Captain Howdy. And not only that, he hangs him, brings him up, but he also sets him on fire. So Captain Howdy is dead, but as he's swinging from the hook, he's still talking shit. So I'm going to back up a little bit. And let's go ahead and hit that. Long is the pain, short is the ornament. You angry with me? You know, Michael, I bet Genevieve, I bet Genevieve felt a lot like this when I was inside her. <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do now? Arrest me? finds a candle with uh, some kind of flammable oil in it blows it out throws the oil on him and here we go let's go ahead and keep going what's the matter Carl you afraid Told me you never been afraid of anything in your whole life. Cause you wished you were dead. Isn't that how it was? It's for Genevieve, you fuck. No. Okay. Sets him on fire. Obviously, Captain Howdy dies here. His daughter is safe once again. Everyone in that town is safe once again. And that's pretty much, I mean, I mean, that's the end of the movie right there. But I, once again, I liked this movie. I'm, again, back to the beginning of the show. I said I'm not the biggest horror fan in the world. I don't like a lot of horror movies. This movie I liked more than just a horror. It had a great soundtrack to it. It was a good movie. Wasn't a great movie. Like I said, it didn't do very well in the theaters. Um, That didn't tell what the... Uh, rentals did it. I mean, I you mentioned it to certain. It's kind of a cult classic movie a little bit. You mention it to some people, they know what you're talking about. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I really thought this was a really, really good movie. Uh, once again, written, directed, starred in by D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. Very well written. There were some really good lines in there. Some obviously, I mean, I played a bunch of clips from that movie, probably more than I should have. Um, but it's it's a really good movie in my just for a horror movie, in my opinion, for not being a horror fan. This is one of the movies I really like, and I, I guess some people wouldn't classify it as a horror. It might be a thriller to some people, but. I consider it a horror. It's in my horror section. So for October, I thought this was a good movie to do. Um, That's really all I've got on this. And I hear everyone out there yelling, but it sounds like they're actually having fun. I'm going to go see why they're having fun. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. But 
Uh, I appreciate everyone who stopped on by the chat. Definitely thank you guys. But once again, if you haven't seen Strangeland, it's from 1998 with Dee Snyder and uh, Kevin Gage in this movie. It, it just a just a really good movie. One you should most definitely be checking out. I'm actually going to go ahead and skip plugs. I did them at the beginning of the show. So there you go. And uh, But that's it. I appreciate everybody stopping by once again. Thank you, everybody. Do not forget to come on by Wednesday night right here, Mixer.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes, and check out me and Smark. We'll be talking all kinds of the wrestling. And uh, there you go. So Hollywood Hangout in the books. See everybody later.